Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Shorty Torres. What's going on, Shorty? What's up, man? Sadly, what's going on isn't good. You know, it, it's crazy that I woke up yesterday, or excuse me, I fell asleep yesterday, a UFC fighter, and I woke up today a free agent. I'm like, what, what did I do wrong? All right, let's go back to you getting the news. Did you know this news was coming, or was it just a huge shock to you? Um, you know, I sadly knew the news was coming. So I had my own YouTube series called Inside Team Shorty, where, you know, my big gist or my calling is I want to talk about the inside, you know, the reality, the truth, and everything behind the scenes that people don't see. Everyone sees social media, but no one sees, you know, what, what's really going on. So for me is. You know, I, I saw DJ got traded, and I go, man, this is a topic I really want to touch on. Everyone's talking about DJ being traded, Ben Ashman coming in, all the possibilities. It's great, but if you look at it from a bigger point of view, you have the best possible UFC champion in its history in Demetrius Johnson. And at the time we had him, Dana White was threatening to cut our division. But now that he's gone, from a business standpoint, what else do we have to offer? Ooh. Compared to that, nothing. And I was like, man, there's there's all these you know possibilities of, of what can happen. And then, you know, we we called Mick Maynard, who was my matchmaker at the time, and I go, is this true? And he goes, no, 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 no. We 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 don't have any ideas. And then a couple days later, he calls me. He goes, all right, no, we're having some ideas. And I go, hold on, wait. Did you have ideas the whole time? Are you guys just winging this? How's this going? And then I'm asking, how are people being released? Are we all getting a fighting chance? Are you just kind of naturally going? Uh, you're small, so you're out, he can probably stay, you know, so because I think I boasted about it first, and I was obviously trying to be ahead of the schedule, ahead of the plan with everyone else, I was trying to get a fight in December, they told me I was going to fight sometime early next year, and then the next day they go, you know what, we just, we, we don't feel you're fit to compete at 35, you're cut, and the bad thing for me is, I never had a fighting chance, you know, my first debut was nine days, 26 pounds, um, yeah, I won whether people call it a lucky knockout or not. And my last fight, it was 20-day notice in the two-month span. So you had two fights, two months, 29 days prepared for two fighters, 54 pounds for me to cut total. And, you know, I got beat up my last fight because of it. And again, you know, certain circumstances just didn't work out in my favor. And I lost one fight out of 33 straight wins. And honestly, because of those two fights and how they played out, they go, you know what? We don't care if you were a Titan FC multiple champion, a 35-pound champ. Half your pro wins are at 35. We just don't believe you can compete at it. So here are your release papers. And it's like, oh, um, I'm not even getting a fair share whatsoever. So that's that's how it's been so far for me. <laughs> yeah, you went through a lot in that short period of time with the UFC. You put your body through sacrifices most fighters wouldn't put themselves through just to perform. Um, now, you're, you're released. How much of a bad taste in your mouth do you have because of this, because of all this stuff that went down with you? Well, the big thing is that, again, I'm, I'm honored to be labeled as a UFC veteran. I think it's awesome. Again, they are the biggest promotion in the world, and they're, they're phenomenal because of it. And it's, 
it's become so big, people don't even call it MMA anymore. They call it, oh, you do UFC. It's like, yeah, I do UFC, bro. And I was able to officially say that. It's awesome. But the only problem for me was, again, my goal is not to make a bunch of money. My goal is to be a hero. Most of the average fans, even kids growing up, don't know Bellator, 1FC, Risen, and all these other great promotions. They just, right now, know the UFC, kind of like if it's the, M- uh, you know, the NFL or MLB or you know whatever major sports league. So when it comes to me trying to make an impact and be a hero and try to inspire others to show if this shorty can do it, so can you. The UFC, for me, was the best way to do that. So for not having a fair share in literally almost every possible stake of I never got a I never got a two-month training camp, nevertheless a one-month training camp, 29 days and two fights, two months. Uh, I never had a, a proper weight cut. I never had any type of notice. It's just like, hey, do you want to fight? I don't care what your resume is, uh, says. I don't care if you were a 5-0 and double weight class champ with Titan FC and, and was able to do it three times faster than Conor McGregor when he did it at 14-2 in Cage Warriors. It, sorry, it doesn't matter. We don't care. It's You do what we want. Oh, you don't want to do it? Sorry, you're cut. Even though I did do those two fights, Regardless of what I wanted, I took those fights. You know, they didn't work out in my favor. Uh, at least one didn't. And, you know, I got my release papers for it. And it's just one of those things that you look at just some of these fighters. Louis Smoker, for example. A phenomenal fighter. I'm not trying to bring him down. But it's one of those things that he fought four times, lost all four fights, and was still able to finish his contract. I lose one fight, and I'm cut. And I, but I still had two more fights to go. So it's what are the, what are the point of these contracts? They're not anything for me because... Obviously, you can cut me at any point. Have you spoken to any of the other flyweights that you know? And are they cut also? Have, have you heard anything? You know, the only other flyweight that I've spoken to that has been cut was my former opponent, Jared Brooks, which was really nice because he reached out to me. And actually, my former opponent, my last opponent, Alex Perez, reached out to me. He's not cut, but uh, Jared Brooks so far is the only one that's been cut. Everyone... The outpouring support that I've gotten through social media has been phenomenal. And the crazy thing about it is actually a lot of the flyweights hitting me up. I've had Jared Brooks. I've had Ray Borg, who you know, I actually just bumped out of his fight with Joseph Benavidez. I've had some Bantamweights hit me up. I've had you know other Bellator fighters and people from Risen and people from 1FC just going, like, dude, keep your head up. Like, you're a phenomenal fighter. It's like, that's, that's awesome. I love the camaraderie that we have, not just as fighters, but even the small guys all coming together and going, Hey, man, we feel your pain. Hopefully we're not in the same boat, but overall we're going to keep on going and see where it goes from here. Moving forward, Demetrius Johnson, you mentioned earlier, he went over to one championship. Right now they're having these press conferences and a huge summit in Singapore, and he's pumping up the the promotion, how they're different Mm -hmm. from the UFC, how they want to create storylines for the fighters. Does that interest you? Yeah, definitely. You know, it's one of those things that boxing does it. Why can't we do it? You know, again, we have phenomenal fighters we have right now. We're bigger than boxing. You know, soon enough, we'll be in the Olympics. I think we're at uh, the IMUF right now, the World Championships. They're at 54 countries. They need 70. We're very, very close. And, you know, all these things come into play. If boxing's able to do it, why can't we? I mean, you look at, again, boxing's perspective. Some of the most famous fighters are small guys. Mayweather, when he originally started, he was in the 20s. Manny Pacquiao, Lomachenko, Terrence Crawford, Guillermo Rigondeaux. I mean, the list goes on and on. Why were they popular? It's not because they were just phenomenal fighters. That's great. But look at the flyweight division. We have some phenomenal talents. Just DJ was the best out of all of them. And he made everyone look ordinary instead of extraordinary like we all are. He was just that good. But he belittled, accidentally belittled, such a great promo- uh, a great division that we never got promoted because of that. I mean, you, you look at it from a... Again, a business standpoint of view, what other main event 
for flyweight was there besides DJ? I think DJ was only main event twice out of his eleven title fights. The only other main event was in Mexico City with Sergio Pettis and Joseph, or excuse me, Sergio Pettis and uh, Brandon Moreno in Mexico City. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But we had one out of all the other flyweights that we signed before, and it, we just never got a chance. Everyone's on UFC Fight Pass, so for. DJ going to one and, and promoting us, it's like, dude, that's freaking awesome. There's a story. When there's a documentary about somebody, there's always going to be somebody that, you know, feels like, oh, man, I really relate to this guy. Like, I relate so much to Manny Pacquiao, but other people relate more to Mayweather. Cool, that's so be it. Like, they're on the same play, weight class. Same thing with the small guys. If we want to see, oh, somebody relates to Cara, somebody relates to Moraz, or somebody relates to DJ, it's, it's a phenomenal way to to really boast about a division. And again, now you have Eddie Alvarez too, and they're doing the same thing with that weight class. It's freaking phenomenal. 1FC is taking 100% full advantage of this. Going back to Demetrius Johnson and his reign as the champion in the UFC and him kind of like dictating how the flyweights were promoted. Do you think that if he would have took the Conor McGregor, you know, blueprint, the division would be different? Um, you know, it's, it's a little different, you know, because Conor McGregor, I'm not saying DJ wasn't able to prove it because DJ obviously has done, I mean, he's done suplexes to arm bars. Like he's done things that people haven't done before. But for example, when Kobe Covington does this, you can kind of tell it's more of a WWE thing. It's, I wouldn't say it's fake a hundred percent, but it's definitely in some sort of way scripted, or at least it seems that way. Compared to Conor McGregor, that's just his way. Same thing with Michael Bisping. That's just his way. Chael Sonnen, it's the same exact thing. They, these guys can actually talk. But when it comes to DJ, he's he's just not that type of person. Same thing with me. I'm not a person that's going to talk smack. Like I can, but that's just not in my, my moral basis. Like I just want to wanna fight. I want to respect my opponent and just go, hey, man, I appreciate the war. And there you go. Kind of want to... I mean, you look at Fedor. Fedor never says a word. I don't even think he says words during interviews. He just goes in blank face but why is he so popular? It's because people promote him. Again, we do have to work, but if the other half isn't working like the UFC, when it comes to small guys, then we're not going to get boasted. Again, we had one fight out of... I, look at Joseph Benavides and Ray Borg. Yeah, they were going to be on the main card in Denver, which would have been awesome, but no offense to anybody on that card. There's not really many notable fighters on that card besides the main and the co-main. So being bumped up, it's like, cool, we got two veterans, that makes sense. But Joseph Benavidez at the time was number two. I think Sergio Pettis was number four. You had a number two and number four guy fighting in the UFC Fight Pass prelims in Chicago for pretty much a title contender spot. That's that's honestly pretty disrespectful if you look at it that way. It's like, then yeah, no one's going to know our name because honestly the average fan doesn't look at UFC Fight Pass. They don't know really what it is. They don't invest in it. They only know what's on pay-per-view and what's going to be on the bars on Fox. You know, so... It's just being realistic, and sadly, we just never got the publicity that the UFC should have given us. There's still a few flyweight fights left, you know, in the rest of the year. And a lot of the guys, their mentality must be different now because they could get cut no matter what happens in the fight. What do you think, like, their mentality is? What do you think, like, what they're thinking right now in training camp? They're hearing all this stuff that's going on with the flyweight division. Well, I think the biggest, most notable one right now recently is, you know, there are, you know, flyaway fights. There's four fighters fighting uh, in uh, in Denver this weekend. Two that are notable are Mark De La Rosa and Joby Sanchez. That fight is not at 125, even though they're, they're both flyaway fighters. It's at 135. So my perspective is the loser is going to get cut. So they're not just fighting for 
for money for the fight or just put a, to put on a show to finish their contract. They're fighting to possibly keep a contract and see where it goes from there. You know, let's say, you know, Mark De La Rosa beats Joby. Joby gets cut. That still doesn't ensure that Mark's going to keep a spot. You know, that's the crazy thing about it is that there's 35-plus flyweights under contract. More than half of them, if not 75 to 80%, are going to be cut. So we have 10 guys possibly bumping up to the Bantamweight division. Now we have two full of a division. So now it's going to hold back some of the some of the Bantamweights from, you know, the, the guys in LFA, Titan, all these guys that are champions trying to get signed. It's like it's really holding not just the flyweights back, but a lot of future Bantamweights as well. And it's going to cut a lot of people in both weight classes, I think, because of it. Now the flyweights will disperse. And the, the biggest pool of flyweights in the world is sitting in Asia fighting for Ryzen and one F, uh, one championship. Which which promotion do you think has the biggest pool of like flyweights that you would like to fight? I mean, right now it would be you know the people in one FC. I believe you know uh, if I'm saying his name correct, there's Karat who was like 22 and 0 before he lost uh, Adrian Moraz. Adrian Moraz. Now you have Demetrius Johnson, which would just be an honor to fight, win or lose, draw whatever the case may be. It's just like, hey, dude, I fought a freaking legend, you know, at my weight class. Um, and just there's so many more. They have such a dominant flyweight division, a bantamweight division, and a featherweight division. So all those three weight classes, and they're so – they're the biggest promotion in Asia for a reason. You know, they've done so well. Uh, you know, Risen or Rising, however you want to pronounce it, they're they're slowly coming up. But you look at Kyoji Horiguchi, you know – Given he's from Japan, so they're definitely you know taking full advantage of that. But I believe they're still slowly trying to get their 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 feet settled in and go. Okay, you know what? We're going to be this type of promotion or that type of promotion. I know Ryzen is more of a, a one or two fight contract, and it's like okay, cool, thank you for your time, have a good day, you know. But one FC, I think right now is a preferred home for you know the flyways. But again, for me, I'm looking at so many from one FC, KSW, Brave. Um, you know, rising and, and possibly more. And that's the thing is I'm going to try to show people not just flyways, but in general that the UFC is not the only promotion out there. Again, Bellator is a phenomenal promotion as well. They just don't have flyweight. You know, I want to compete at both flyweight and bantamweight, but the UFC never even gave me somewhat of a chance or even a slight chance to bump up to prove myself. You go down to American Top Team. American Top Team has... Adriano, Marias, they have Koji Horiguchi. <laughs> so you know firsthand, you've probably heard from them, how they get treated. I, and what have, what have they said to you? You know, Adriano Moraes, you know, he's gone to 1FC, and they, they've treated him pretty well. You know, he's always he's always cage side, and they're, oh, we're going to pay this trip, pay that trip. I was like, that's freaking awesome. You're you're a 1FC veteran that they respect. You know, I've trained with uh, Karat, I can't say his last name. It's, you know, the Kazakhstani champion. Oh, Karat Agmenov. Yeah, he's... He's phenomenal as well. When I was down at Jack's Week, again, I gym hop, so I've trained with so many champions. It's it's phenomenal. And, again, that makes me want to, want to fight them so much more because they're all phenomenal athletes. Like, just working with them firsthand is like, damn, that'd be really awesome to test my skills. Like, even with Kyoji Horiguchi's last fight uh, against the kickboxer, I was helping Kyoji for that. And Kyoji's phenomenal. I mean, this guy, it's funny because when I came in, everyone belittled me a little bit. They go, you work hard, but... Kyoji, Kyoji works hard. And I'm just like, man, I haven't met this guy. Like, I want to see, and I, 100%, like 100%, he's the hardest working person, not just flyweight in general, but he is phenomenally strong. He is phenomenally fast. I mean, he's he's punched me one day uh, when I was, like, getting ready for a, a last-minute UFC thing. He punched me, and I did the whole rush hour thing. Like, 
who kicked me. Like, I, I didn't know where he went because he literally was just out. I was like, what the hell? Like, this guy, he does his thing. But you look at Kyoji, get, you know, fights Demetrius Johnson. Eventually, his contract's up. He's a free agent. He's like, all right, I'm going to get so much more money in Ryzen. Ryzen has taken so much good care of him. But it's also a little biased. He is a Japanese fighter in a Japanese promotion. I'll give him that. Adriano Mora has given his Brazilian going to, you know, a Chinese-based or at least Asian promotion. He's done phenomenal because he's just a, such a good veteran. I think 1FC is, has branched out well from hiring different ethnicities, not just all Asian promotions, and hiring, you know, Americans, hiring Brazilians, hiring all these guys to get so many different talents that because once you're a veteran, they're going to treat you with nothing but respect, and that's what I see. Personally, I would like to see you in one championship next year enter that uh, Grand Prix that they're plan putting together right now. I think it's I'm phenomenal. Hoping they, I'm hoping they bump someone out. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they could make it, you know, instead of an eight-man, they can make it a 10-man, 12-man because be of awesome. this new revelation that the UFC is releasing all their flyweights. Why not? Why not make it the biggest flyweight tournament ever? And, that, and that's the thing is, Man, this is what gets me so riled up is anything will pay, you know, anyone will pay attention to anything if you boast about it well enough. You know, Ali has a quote that he goes, if I keep on saying I'm the greatest, eventually people are going to start to believe it. Same thing when it comes to the flyweights, bantamweights, doesn't matter who it is. No one knew Colby Covington and so he started talking. And eventually you're like, you love him or hate him. He's like, damn, I know who this guy is. Now he's getting multiple followers for talking smack that no one likes. But even though you hate him, you still follow him. It's like, damn, this guy's got it working. Same thing when it comes to promoting all that stuff. Again, we can only do so much, but the UFC right now, this only flaw, at least from what I see from a business perspective, is that they're boasting a lot of negativity and it's becoming more of a, uh, you know, a popularity contest instead of, you know, you fight because you're ranked or like boxing, mandatory, you know, uh, title fights because this guy's next in line. I mean, look at Derek Lewis. He, did, he said he didn't want a title shot and he says his balls is hot and then I don't know where he gets a title shot. You know, it's just like, ah, that, I thought Curtis Blades was number one and Derek Lewis was two and Curtis Blades was supposed to get the shot. No, okay, forget hard work and dedication. Jusir Formiga, another guy I've trained with, he's now number one in the world, but he doesn't get a title shot. It's like, so what's going to happen for him? That's that's kind of crazy. I mean, Henry Cejudo, he's nowhere near popular as, as Conor McGregor when he won the belt. And I get why Conor McGregor was able to bump up. He beat Jose Aldo. Like, that guy is phenomenal. There was no one next to really that was kind of deserving in Jose Aldo's case. But Henry Cejudo beat DJ. Yeah, that's great. That was a split decision that people found very controversial. And he's not giving anyone else uh, a redeeming title shot. Whether it was going to be DJ, Jose Formiga, Pettis, you know, Benavidez, all these guys. So it's... I, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens next. Hell, Brock Lesnar is coming back to fight for a title. It's like... Dude, didn't the guy just test for steroids and now he's allowed to come back? But wait, didn't John Jones test for steroids? But he, everyone's yawning at him. But Brock Lesnar is perfectly fine because he's a special guest, you know. So it's, it's sad to hear a lot of these things. But you know, business is business, and sadly, I'm, just, you know, I'm not involved in it. Well, no matter where you land, Shorty, it's gonna be a great addition to the roster, man. I'm excited for you. I think this could be a blessing in disguise that you could go somewhere and they're going to treat you much better and you're going to get what you deserve. Thank you for your time and uh, good luck in your future. I appreciate it, man. I can't wait till next time.